conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast with what I'm sure will happen to be the most disappointing hair dyeing scene in history. <sighs> I am Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always, the human embodiment of a beleaguered sigh, Anna Otto. Mm-hmm. How are you? You know, Dan, this movie was not feminist gaze and or feminine gaze enough for me. Oh, Dan. What? What? I forgot to tell you, since we've last spoken, mm-hmm. someone else organically brought up the feminine gaze in conversation. Ooh. It was who? amazing. Wow. Uh, my tell friend Eliza, story. she was like, oh, I was describing the feminine gaze the other day. And I was like, what a coincidence. I as well <laughs> have been discussing the female gaze. <laughs> How are you, Dan? I'm good. Unfortunately, no one has popped up in my life saying, you know what I've been doing recently? Discussing the female gaze. Don't worry, I'm back. I thought those were called lesbians. I'm about to hang this podcast up. I'm sick of your shenanigans. Um, no, I've been good. You know, life's been life. I've been, I got a new bike, so I've been biking. Nice, nice, as you do. I thought of you the other day because I considered taking up running again. Oh, don't. Stop. Mm, yeah. Don't I, do that. I, don't worry, I stopped. I'm good. I'm doing a triathlon in June and I have not run in frick, a month. Dan. Dan. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> I don't even know what to say with you. I've never I've never done a triathlon before. That's not true, actually. In high school we would do one um, senior year. But it wasn't a real triathlon. It would be you would bike on a stationary bike for a while. And then you would go and run a mile outside. And then you would swim. And I didn't enjoy that because I hate stationary bikes. And I also don't Mm -hmm. like running. But the one that I'm Mm -hmm. doing uh, is you swim a mile. And then you bike 25 miles. And then you run six miles. Because I just like to torture myself. That's what's called an Olympic marathon. Because I, I not marathon, an Olympic triathlon. Because I, I don't am even know what to say. Terrible. Say good luck. Say, say good, good luck, luck, Dan. Buena suerte, Dan. Is that what? Is that good luck in Spanish? Yeah. Oh well. Claro. Uh, cl- claro, the musician. Yeah. No, claro means okay. How do you spell or, that? Of course. I mean, excuse me. Of course. C l a r o. Claro. Unless it's Spanish. Sometimes I forget that the kids in my show can't speak Spanish and I just start talking to them in Spanish. And then I'm like, oops, wait, hang on. I just want to... No, you were not raised in a multilingual household. No, but when I was little and my parents were pissing me off, I would talk in Spanish to them. Like a demon child speaking in tongues? Yeah, pretty much. Would a flame appear on your tongue? It was their mistake because they decided to like make me intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> their first mistake was letting me take spanish class growing up yes their second uh, mistake was encouraging me <laughs> the third mistake not killing you when they had the chance 
Literally. Speaking of not killing them when they had the chance, the movie that we're talking about today is The Bourne Ultimatum, and that might be the only smooth transition that I've ever made in the history of this podcast. And I set it up myself. Dan, I have to be honest with you. You didn't like it. This movie was more boring than the most boring thing on earth. A horrible metaphor. No I comparison know. in there. Come on. That's because I was Try so again. bored. I couldn't even. It was more boring than watching paint dry. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I figured that would be your reaction to this one. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I hated <laughs> it so much. Not even Matt Damon's fine, fine self. <laughs> <sighs> Did you like it? I did. I thought I didn't like oh, it as much no. as the last one, but mm-hmm. it's a really well-made action movie. I know. I think it's just like action movies are just action movies, you know? I tend to agree with you a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the mm-hmm. time I get really annoyed in action mm-hmm. movies because I'm like, there are no actual stakes to this fight. Yeah. I know that the hero was not going to lose. I know he's not going to be damaged. At least with this, barring the whole meta knowledge of there are more movies after this that Mm -hmm. we're not talking about. But no, at least because of how the series has gone, by the end, it seemed realistic that Jason Bourne could die. Yeah, Or have actual consequences. Placing yourself in the shoes of someone seeing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yes. But being in the shoes of 2023 where I know the franchise. <laughs> yeah. You you have too much metatextual knowledge. I'm so sorry. It's, I'm too wise. Okay. You're cursed. I, it's cursed out here. <laughs> I don't think I could tell you a single point of the plot in this movie, though, if I'm being entirely honest with you. Uh, he's in a train station. Mm-hmm. And then other things happen, and somehow he gets to New York. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it. There you go. Oh, it's not a not a deep plot going on no. here. There is one line that I'm certain that you could tell me, though. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. There you go. <laughs> that didn't make the whole movie for you. Oh, it did. Gage was like, Anna, you got to get in here. And I ran in. I ran. <laughs> Wait, you weren't even in the room? No, okay, so you know I like to fold laundry while I'm watching my movies. (laughs) I was putting some underwear away. I ran in, and I screamed it. He didn't even have to tell me what scene it was, what line I was about to hear. I just screamed, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. (laughs) Because why wouldn't you? It's the best line of all time. Um, I just want to say, how long have you been a host on this podcast? A long time. Three years. Three years. Mm -hmm. I am just finding out. (laughs) Not that you do your laundry while watching a movie. Don't care about that. You just actively leave at points and don't pause the movie. (laughs) That's kind of just how I watch TV. Dan, um... You don't have to report on everything that you watch on TV. With these, you have to, like, share your opinions. I don't know if you knew this about me, but I have raging ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes I just, like, go get a snack, and I'm like, Gage, what's happening? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm nothing if not You have Cliff's notes next to you. Mm -hmm. Gage is just your, your 
spark notes. I'm nothing if not chaotic, okay? And listen, sometimes laundry calls. It's honestly, 99% of the time I only leave if I'm doing laundry and I pause if I'm going to the bathroom. But if I'm doing laundry and I have to just hang up some shirts quick, yeah, I'm just going to run out of the room and grab some hangers and come back. I'm going to start making us watch really, well, I, okay, I have made cookies while watching, (gasps) while watching movies before. The truth comes out. I can watch this, I can see the TV from my kitchen though. I can still watch. Well, I can still hear everything. Are you listening? Yes. I don't believe that. I think you're singing, you're putting away the laundry song. (laughs) You and my therapist are mean. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Ten, 10 out of 10 for Bill. Dan, you're on thin ice. Awesome. That's where I... You, you can't break a few eggs without living on thin ice. Uh, what? The, the, what? <laughs> I love metaphors. Sense. Anyway, I the board something... ultimatum. What do you have? Um, of the, of the... I almost said James Bond. Of the Matt Damon movies that we've watched so far, though, mm-hmm. I think my favorite is still Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. I think of the, all the Matt Damon movies that I've watched. No, that's not true. Ocean's Eleven is my favorite. I'm sorry, that'll never change. I, for those who are listening, I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, if you want to hear her thoughts on that, listen to our wonderful Ocean's Eleven podcast. Oh, that movie is the most unfeminist thing I've ever been forced to watch. Okay. We both know that's not true. Okay, that is not true. It's probably these movies. <laughs> okay. No! <laughs> I can't think of what the most unfeminist thing I've had to watch is with us. Oh, okay. Well, let's go through the list. There's a lot, probably. Uh, taxi Driver? Oh, yeah, that was pretty unfeminist. Okay, you've said enough. That was in the text, though. Well, that is, yeah, that I is mean, supposed it's, to be. It's just kind of like a... Not a not great movie. Like, the energy is not great, but the movie itself is good. Sure. Good. I have quotes up. <laughs> it's not Meet the Fockers, okay? It's not Meet Robert the Fockers, the, the, the incredibly feminist movie, Meet the Fockers. Yes. It's. Listen, my mom and I had a great conversation the other day about how we love those movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, if everyone watched Meet the Fockers, we'd achieve world peace. Oh, any okay. <laughs> the board ultimatum. <laughs> board ultimatum. <laughs> That's what I called it. The board the old whole... tomato. Is this yep. Veggie Tales? Yes. This is the uh, in true fashion. Except, well, not really, because normally when I watch trilogies, I feel like it goes two, one, three. But this one, I definitely think was one, two, three for me because number two. Threw me off the rails the second the girlfriend died. That was yeah, I thought it would throw you off the disrespectful. Bridge. That was disrespectful. <laughs> That's when it turns from strong feminist to anti-feminist. Literally in two seconds. <laughs> um, Born ultimatum, directed by Paul Greengrass once again. Written by the first draft by Tony Gilroy, and then the rest of it by Scott Z. Burns. And George Nolfi. I always feel like people with a Z as their middle initial are making it up. His middle name can't be Zachary? No. Oh. I refuse to allow that. I guess you're right. (laughs) Zachary's not a name. First name only. 
last name ever, first name Zachary. Like a sprained ankle, I ain't nothing to play with. Do you remember that Sprite commercial with Drake? Of course I remember the Sprite commercial with Drake because I was in my Drake era when that came out. That, whenever, that, I only know those two lines from that song. Last name ever, first name, First name, name yeah. greatest, like a sprained ankle, I ain't nothing to play with. And I just picture him popping open like a robot music yep. boombox. Like drinking Sprite, is Sprite so crispy. flowing yes. through him. Yes. Yes. It's so clear in my mind right now. And then he starts <laughs> rapping. Yes. Starring <sighs> Matt Damon, Julia Stiles, Damon. David Strathairn, Scott Glenn, Patty Considine, Edgar Ramirez, Albert Finney, and Joan Allen. And... Very briefly, Daniel Bruhl, the, the German boy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Phew. <laughs> I was struggling. Cinematography by Oliver Wood, who was also the cinematographer for Freaky Friday. I was going to say, that name sounds familiar. Isn't that also the name of... Um, Elijah Wood. No, I was thinking of the lead boy in um, Harry Potter. Not the lead boy. The, on the Quidditch team. The head Quidditch play. He's got a Scottish I accent. I I'm pretty sure his know. name is Oliver Wood. Sure. Harry Potter fans, back me up. Maybe. I don't care. I don't know. He's Scottish. Oh, he was also the cinematographer for Morbius. <laughs> oh, no. Not even Matt Smith could save that movie. Okay. <laughs> Released on August 3rd, 2007, with a budget of $110 million, it made $444 million at the box God office. Damn, the way the dads flocked to the theater. It was the highest August opening weekend of all time when it was released, with $70 million, until that record was overtaken by Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, interesting. Crisp Rat makes an appearance. On... Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 92% approval rating. By who? Incels? The Bourne Ultimatum is an intelligent, finely tuned, non-stop thrill ride. Another strong performance. No, no wonder I didn't like it. I don't like <laughs> from intelligent Matt Damon movies. And sharp camera work from Paul Greengrass make this the finest installment of the Bourne trilogy. Who wrote this? Audiences gave it an A. The audience, according to CinemaScore, 56% male and 82% 25 or older. Don't even talk to me right now. That's an <laughs> incel. All I'm hearing is incel, 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 incel. At the Academy Awards, mm -hmm. it was nominated for and won three Oscars. For what? Hottest lead actor. It won best film editing, best sound editing, and best sound mixing. Okay, I will say slay, slay, slay that it was all mostly editing. It was all it. Sound mixing is just another form of editing. Oh, well, period. Because editing is the best thing ever. Is it? Do you like doing it? Dan, it was literally my career. I know it was your career, but do you actually like doing it? Yes. I edit all the time. Do I enjoy it? No. Why do you think I don't edit this? Well, I like editing. Do you know what one best picture? It, you would have, ooh, boy. You would not have had a fun time going to uh, critically acclaimed movies in 2007. 
What were, can you tell me the nominees? The nominees for Best Picture were Atonement, a romantic war drama. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar. Okay. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I That has James McAvoy in it. I'm sorry. Oh, he's so fine. Uh, Juno with Elliot oh, Page. Oh, I love Juno. I love Juno. My Michael, mom once told me that that movie reminded her of me, and I didn't know how to take that. I, I think that's a compliment. Like you were a was, strong, independent high schooler. Well, she said that my style, like my my um, sense of humor, reminded her of that movie. I'd take it. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. I like it. Uh, Michael Clayton, starring George Clooney. I thought that you were just naming an actor. I've no. never heard of that movie. <laughs> it is great. There's a scene where there's a character just holding a bushel of bread. Mood. You would hate it. Uh, the last nominee, There Will Be Blood. <laughs> well, I know it wasn't Juno, because why should anything I love happen? And the winner, No Country for Old Men. Are you kidding me? No Country for Boring Men. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Isn't my boy Robert De Niro in that movie? No. Oh, wait, no. I'm thinking of... Are you thinking of Dirty Grandpa? No. What the frick? No. The Irishman? Yeah. I think I was thinking of that. No, what's the one that was this year? The Harder They Fall? What? I got it confused with the one from this year. What movie? What, Robert? The Harder They Fall? Which one's that? Is that the German's? That's a Jonathan Majors movie. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. That's the cowboy one, isn't it? Yeah. What are you talking about? Everything's a blur to me. Gage watched the Jonathan Majors one. I tuned into that a little bit because I think he's hot, but not really. But what's the Robert De Niro movie? I don't know. It was like a war one. What? I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's 10 p.m. I'm exhausted. (laughs) All these movies with fighting and guns, they blur together. Savage Salvation? Never heard of her. Amsterdam? Amsterdam. You're talking about Amsterdam. Probably. That had Christian Bale and Margot Robbie in it. Mm. And Robert De Niro. It was horrible. Oh, dang. For a stellar cast, I'm disappointed. Terrible. Saw it in a theater. Wanted to walk out. Didn't do it. I I know. (laughs) I can. Just close your eyes and take a $17 nap. (laughs) Hey, I pay for this shit monthly. That's true. Anyway, the Bourne, the Bourne movie, the the topic of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we've gotten your thoughts. I think we can get into let's it. Just, let's just. Well, what did you think? Did you like it? I liked it. I thought it was yeah, good. I thought the. Met. I thought that the first third of the movie was just so strong. Everything up okay. to and through the scene in the train station. Okay, thought well, that was spoken, just top notch. Spoken like a true twenty-five and up man. That's right. I'm within that category. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, I feel like it kind of got lost in the weeds for the rest of the movie. But the first <laughs> act is is strong. Mm. <laughs> Let's just dive in. I need my memory refreshed because I watched this like two weeks ago, and then because my life is chaos, we're only recording now. <laughs> Jason Bourne evades Moscow police while having more oh, flashbacks yes. about joining it's Operation already, Treadstone. 
It's already coming back to me vividly. <laughs> he's running. He's fighting. It's shaking. It's green. It's the winter time. I don't even like winter, Dan. Why do you live in Wisconsin? Because I was born here and I am too lazy to move. Ah. Uh, do it, though. Move. But move somewhere move, warmer. I'm not moving to L.A., Dan. I'm not saying L.A. Move to, like, Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> no it's warmer that's true but there's also big snakes there that's the issue mm-hmm. only the snakes and some things that i don't want to talk about on the air but yes your secret ex-lovers that run mississippi all of them i've dated the entire state <laughs> Uh, six weeks later, Pamela Landy, talking to the head of the CIA, uh, shows the audio Pamela tape. Pamela Landy? You That's mean Anna's twin? Yes, Anna's Thank older you. twin. Mm-hmm. What Anna will look like in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, she has the confession of Ward Abbott, who was the head of Treadstone, who Bourne got to confess about everything that was happening mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the last movie. Um, I've also... Recently started watching Succession again, and Brian Cox is in that too. So I get them. Mm-hmm. I don't get them confused. I assume consider them the same character. I love that. Um, so she gives that to the director of the CIA, and then in Turin, journalist Simon Ross, who works for the Guardian, uh, gets told about Operation Blackbriar, which is the program to succeed Treadstone, and. Using some freaky-deaky NSA surveillance, uh, the CIA detects that Ross has mentioned Blackbriar during a phone call to his editor, and they need to find him and neutralize him, because that is top Ugh. secret. Oh, I could. Th- th- that's too stressful. I could never be trusted with knowledge. You, know? like, <laughs> you I could just... never be trusted with knowledge? Well, I love to gossip. If somebody told me a secret, I would immediately have to run and tell somebody, and I'd have to be quote-unquote neutralized, so like... That's just not it, okay? Quote, unquote, <laughs> neutralized. You would have to be killed immediately. You would They'd spill be the like, beans in an instant if someone oh, even slightly pressured you. I would call my mother two seconds afterwards to tell her. Tell me what you know. Oh, I don't know. They take one step closer. Okay, okay, okay. Literally. <sighs> All I'm saying is poor guy, okay? Because I would have mm-hmm. been right there with him. Also, this came out about four years before the whole Edward Snowden NSA <laughs> reveal. Mm-hmm. Plain sight. All in plain mm-hmm. sight. Uh, foreshadowing. And Bourne shows up in Paris to inform Martin Kreutz, uh, Marie's brother, that she was assassinated. And then he just kind of leaves. And he's like, anyway, process that. <sighs> I think everybody in this movie needs to go to therapy. <laughs> Did you recognize him? Mm-mm. Daniel Bruhl? Mm-mm. Well, I'm sorry. he was Helmut Zemo in Captain America Civil War, oh, and wait, he was in yes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Here's the thing. Again, you, you, you are not face blind. No, I'm I, name blind. You yes. tell me his name, I would never have been able to pick him out. Of the lineup, but you go, which one was Zemo? And I go, that's my boy right there. If I showed you a picture of him, would you have been able to get it? Yes. Okay. 
Well, actually, it was because when we watched the movie, Gage said, do you recognize him? I said, who is that? He goes, it's Zemo. And I went, oh, it's Zemo. <laughs> Dan. You've never had <laughs> an original. Co- I've never had an original conversation in my life. No. It's it's hard in these streets, okay? Sometimes I'm surprised Gage wants to marry me because I get so easily confused by everything in movies. I think it's for your money. Yeah, all five of my dollars. Mm-hmm. All sure. five of your dollar coins that you keep in your change purse. You can't sneak up on anyone because yep. you jingle around. That's kind of true. Speaking of low amounts of money, I was working from a coffee shop today, and about two hours after I got there, I was working there. There was I noticed that there was a window broken the entire time that I was there. Oh, like total like wall length, floor to ceiling window that was not there the entire time that it, like had been broken, and like someone broke into the place over the weekend, and I asked the oh. barista about, it and they're like, "Yeah, they broke in, and they stole ten dollars." We had ten dollars in the the ATM, or That's not the ATM yikes. in the cash register. Of places that you break into to rob, why would you choose a coffee shop? I guess they thought maybe people would be tipping. This place is like all digital. They I don't. don't you don't even order you. with a person anymore. You order at a tablet. Dan, I don't have the brain of a criminal. I can't answer that question. <laughs> but if I showed you a picture of the brain of a criminal, would you be able to recognize it? Yes. If I told you its name? Yes. He said, this Born... is the brain of a criminal. I could do it. This is your brain on crime. <gasps> Scary. <laughs> Born reads one of Ross's articles in the newspaper, uh, calls him on a phone that can't be tracked and has him meet in Waterloo Station, the busiest train station in London, we are told. Classic. And Bourne realizes the CIA is following Ross and helps him evade capture for a little bit they have a tense meetup in the middle of the train station. Mm. This part had me screaming. I'm not going to lie. It's, it, this part's well done. It's hot. It is well it's done. Heavy. Okay, I will give you this because and I didn't want to get attached to anybody because, you know, last movie, Burned, mm-hmm. happened again. I'll say that. <laughs> Did you recognize him? No. Dan, I, I don't know why. <laughs> the only person I recognized was really Matt Damon and Julia Stiles was on she was on thin ice okay mm-hmm. he was and, in uh, hot fuzz he was one of the police uh police officers of hot fuzz one. you did we watched it for the podcast oh i got it confused with something else <laughs> a different police movie i'm sorry dan <laughs> no i was I thinking a- of I had a conversation at work earlier today where somebody was asking where they could find some files. And I was like, oh, I have them. I can send them to you. And then someone else in the meeting was like, oh, great. Could you send them to me too? And I was like, hey, guess what? I have some great news for you. You sent them to me. They're in our team's conversation. No. They were the most recent message in our team's conversation. Oh, God, that's traumatizing. (laughs) That's literally me. If I don't write everything down... It's gone immediately. Anyway, Bourne, you were saying something, though. No, I was saying how, like, I get so sad because when I get attached to characters in movies, they always die. I feel like you're being... That's exactly what's supposed to happen when they kill them. It's supposed to be damaging. I know, but They're doing their job. I always fall for it, you know? Like, every single time. 
and then I get mad. <laughs> like I, I think it's gonna be different, but it never is. It'll be different this time, I swear. Literally, I am still. The movie's not called John Tucker Must Die. What do you think's okay, gonna wait. happen? The movie is a sleigh. Um, so Ross he gets antsy and he gets shot to death by assassins by the foolish order of deputy director Noah Vosen played Mm. by Academy Award nominee David Strathairn I screamed I screamed when he died um and then Landy reluctantly agrees to help him out, and they analyze Ross's notes. They find that his source is Neil Daniels. You are breathing so heavily into the oh, mic right I'm now. I'm sorry. It was oh pointed goodness. at my nose. <laughs> Just want you to know that I'm still here. Sorry, it was pointing at my nose. That's why. <laughs> um, I just want you to know that I'm really engaged. Okay. I'm right here, Dan. <laughs> She's there. She's breathing. It's more than most teachers get. Oh, God. Um, Jason Bourne breaks his, gets into Daniel's office, the CIA station chief in Madrid. Um, but it is empty. He can't get any info about himself there. But you know who mm. else is in that office? Nikki Holy Parsons. Mm-hmm. Our girl, Julia Stiles. Mm-hmm. Who I always think is actually named Julie Stiles, and I get nervous that I'm saying it wrong. I always want to say Julia Child. This would be a very different movie. <laughs> She's just cooking away. Like Jason Bourne, what are you doing here? <laughs> Literally, she feeds him a nice meal before he leaves. It was part of the program. I'm, I'm picturing Meryl Streep's Julia Child. Yeah, me though. too. Yeah. Okay, you just good. said Julia Styled. I meant Julia Child. I'm just slurring. Don't mind me. <laughs> Anna's incredibly inebriated every time we record. Literally, she just hides it really well. Literally wasted. <laughs> um, so she says that Daniels is in Tangier and they, the CIA. A lot of this movie is Jason Bourne goes to do something. The CIA catch up to him after a little bit and then he has to escape from them. It is a classic cat and mouse chase. It is. Right? It, wow, look at you. Look at that analysis. Thank you. That could be in a newspaper article about the movie. Wow. A classic Dan? cat and mouse chase. Major compliment from you right now. Major compliment. As a as a published journalist, I must say, newspaper worthy. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, it it just is. Like it's giving Looney Tunes. Like <laughs> it's giving that sound effect that's like like you know what I'm talking about. I do, yeah. Yeah. You you've seen Aquaman, right? Of course I have. My favorite analysis of Aquaman is whenever they don't know where to how to end a scene, they -hmm. just have someone burst through a wall and start fighting Aquaman. And that's kind (laughs) of what happens here. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Classic action movie. When we eventually talk about Aquaman, because I'm sure we will. Absolutely. We're going to have a, a burst through the wall counter. I can't wait. It's giving Kool-Aid Man. I've only ever watched it on my phone while at work. Oh, oh I watched it on a regular TV. I think it was um, during the height of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial because I didn't know who Amber Heard, like what she looked like. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> so you, you weren't gonna. I'm not gonna Google her and find a picture of it. No, no, no. I need to watch a film. Yeah, why not? Because it's why 1952. Not why not have a little fun, Dan? Okay. <laughs> so this is what she looks like. Watery. Mm, she's very moist. <laughs> uh, so. An asset is tasked with finding and killing Daniels, the CIA station chief. Um, and then Vosen sends that same agent after Nikki because she has accessed info about Daniels. Listen, um, I feel bad for Nikki. All she was doing was trying to make sure people didn't go crazy. And now look at her. She's yeah. deep. She's she was deep. a f- French foreign exchange student interning for the CIA. Now look at her. I don't think I would have taken that internship. I would have been scared. <laughs> would you have turned it if somebody came up to you, if someone from the government came up to you when you were 19 years old and went, "We have an internship for you with the CIA in France." Would you have turned it down? Okay, maybe. Well, I don't know because I was kind of like if I take this internship, does that mean I can't do shows in the summer? <laughs> like, I would want to be doing a stupid I can't do musical. Theater. I can't do theater over the summer. Like, I can't do Brigadoon. I love Brigadoon. I can't do The Wedding Singer, because that's the one I actually did when I was 18. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's Jason Bourne, am I right? <laughs> um, so they send the asset to kill Daniels, also after Nikki and Bourne, and Pamela Landy does not like this decision. Pam, honestly, good for her being the only woman in a room full of boring white men. I'll give her that much. She's a... If this were a Vanity Fair piece about her mm-hmm. from the 70s, they would describe her as a whip-smart firecracker of a of a bombshell. My body just went into shock. I needed that <laughs> so much, but they totally would. Disgusting. She has a steely body. Ugh. Who spends a lot of time describing her features. They literally, they're like her, her, what is the, oh. Her vivacious hips. Mm. Her stone gray eyes. <laughs> Alabaster skin. Literally. I think we're just describing a China doll at this point. <laughs> I think we are, but that's how they treat women. <laughs> She's stunned in a three-piece gray power suit. Not typical for a woman to wear, but she's not a typical woman. Amen. She's wearing she like has a, a suit job. that was popular in the 90s. You know, like, <laughs> the shoulder like in Splash. Football player-sized shoulder pads. Yes, like in Splash when, she wear, when Madison wears one of the suits. Tom Hanks suits. And she's like wearing a men's suit, but it's perfectly tailored to her body. And I'm like, damn, okay. Hey, have you ever seen Bo Derek and Tom Hanks naked? I can't tell the difference. That's true. You're right. <laughs> We've all had that problem. It's every day. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the assassin kills Daniels with a car bomb. Whoopsies. Jason Bourne can't stop him. But after a fight where Jason Bourne does the thing that they would show in every store's like Blu-ray promotional video do you remember Wait. those things where you'd like walk into target and they would all all, all the tvs <sighs> playing like yep. the, the highlight reel of things that look really good in blu-ray yes. and it yes. would always be born jumping from the rooftop through the window mm-hmm. it was every time and it was like so crystal clear mm-hmm. 
Oh, like when they first introduced fluid movement, though. Now I'm going off on my TV rant. Don't don't mind me. No, it's good. Fluid movement, motion smoothing, all that. Terrible. Turn it off. It's bad for oh. you. Oh, shit. I love it. It's like no. a drug. I'm watching it and it's like getting me high. <laughs> like No, I- it makes everything look like a soap opera. Well, I don't watch it on my regular TV, but when I would go to the store and they'd show something and the fluid movement would be on, I'd be like, why is this so smooth? And why is it making my brain tingle? <laughs> is this being high? I've never done drugs, but this feels like it. You're just drooling in the Best Buy TV section. Literally. <sighs> mm. Will someone please pick up this child? <laughs> Somebody please pick up this adult. I'd still be doing it. She's watching the motion-smoothed automatic gameplay of Guitar Hero 3. Someone needs oh. to get her. My brain scratched. Uh, anyway, Bourne kills the assassin. Um, and then to save Nikki, uh, he ha- sends her into hiding. But before he does that, he mm. has her cut and dye her hair. But he isn't going to get involved this time. He's learned from his That's mistakes. I mean, I don't see him with Nikki anyway, you know? Like, they're not, not there for me. No. And it's it's best that she dyes her own hair because it's it's going to be too sensual. Like, the, ooh, ooh, the hair washing. A literal <laughs> chill just went down my spine. That scene. Talk about being drunk, Dan. You talk about doing drugs, Dan. Oh, good Lord, Anna. I am so sweaty right now. Uh, can you please go onto whatever music streaming service you use mm-hmm. uh, and pull up Taylor Swift's Lover album and That's go to track album. 14? I like that album, but I'm not like that. I'm, you're gonna, this is going to be mean. This, this ta- the albums would be called like Water or something. <laughs> Lover. I'm scared. 14, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, <laughs> to count. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, <laughs> I, I hate that you knew that that was number 14. It was you need to calm down, everyone. Just for that, I'm going to be even more horny. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Happy for you. Thank you. Turn out motion smoothing for that scene and see what happens. Oh my god, my brain would be feeling so good and scratched. Um, and then after this, Jason Bourne does what all the movie posters said that he would do. This summer, Jason Bourne is coming home. He goes to New York City. <sighs> good for him. A little Jason Bourne in the Big Apple. <laughs> That's the young Sheldon, young Jason Bourne. Can't wait for mm-hmm. it. Uh, Landy gets a call on the phone. Where else would she get a call on? Why do people I'm, say I got a call on the phone? I got a call on well, the uh, on the stovepipe? Maybe like in 2023, you could be getting a call on like your your laptop. 1990s could have been on your pager maybe. No, you don't get a call on your pager. You get notified that someone is trying to contact you and then you call them. Oh, I don't know. I never had a pager. You, my dad had a pager, but I never did. I don't. Re- I think my dad had a pager. I don't remember him using it though. I do remember he got a BlackBerry very early though. Ooh, very hip and happening guy. And he would let us play Brick Breaker on it. Oh, nice. He also had a BlackBerry until like 2015 or something. Oh, okay. 
He's a man of refined tastes. And then he, he replaced he his likes. phone, and he still has the phone that he replaced it with. What, what phone is it? It's like an iPhone 5. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, anyway, Landy tells him his real name is David Webb, gives him his birth date, but it's not his real birth date. Um, yes. This part's kind of confused me, Dan. So Landy is upset with the direction that Vosen is taking how they're treating Bourne. Um, so she's decided to help him out. And once again, you were breathing. You are just, you are going in. I'm just listening microphone. to you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm listening. That's normally what people listening to me talk. It's what inspires in them heavy breathing. I'm sorry. I'll pull the microphone away. Respectfully. Um, so anyway, she meets up with Bourne. She has a plan to meet up with Bourne. And then Vosin leaves with a tactical team. Because and Bourne... They... Whoa. No, I think I'm jumping ahead. Never mind. Not yet. Uh, Remember when I said I couldn't tell you any plot points? I actually could tell you a lot of plot points. You could tell a lot of plot points. (laughs) (laughs) I was being dramatic. Uh, Bourne does not meet up with Landy. Um, He goes into the office and takes all the classified documents from the office himself. Why would they leave? Why would they have everybody leave the office? Not going to leave one person? Secretary? Anyone? Maybe they got, like, you know, everybody went home early today. Enjoy your weekend, girly. Like have fun it's spring break like your kids are off of school just go home just take Sec- a day secretary sees everybody else leaving immediately leaves herself hey i want to leave too <laughs> oh field trip great i'm gonna take a field trip home i mean period girl honestly uh so realizing what is going on vosen sends a another Agent after Bourne to kill him. Also, they have a phone call together and Jason Bourne says, I highly doubt that when he says that I'm in my office. If you were in your office, we'd be having this conversation face to face. Hangs up. Ah, end the movie there. Good enough. I mean, it was a good one. That's a good one. It kind of gave me like the gasps. Start fanning yourself. No, no, not like that. I was like... (gasps) How did somebody come up with a line like that so naturally? Iconic. I'd be like, uh, y- no, you're not in your office. If if you were in your office, I- I'd be, uh, we'd be sitting together. We'd be kissing. I'd be like, oh, Dan, you just <laughs> always kiss people when you're nervous. <laughs> uh, 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 come here. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm being canceled because I'm getting nervous. Okay, well, um, just just ask first. I'm feeling nervous. Can we kiss? No. Okay. Okay. Um, Have you changed your mind? No. <laughs> My resolve is stronger now. Mm. Um, then there's a long car chase throughout New York City. It's interesting. I kind of zone out. It's a out. car chase. I'm. I love the Fast and Furious movies. I'm not yes. really interested in car chases. Listen, that's because the Fast and Furious movies are camp, okay? <laughs> like, they are, if Is your definition else, camp. of camp, camp is things that you like, not camp is things that you don't like? Yes. Anna Wintour missed that memo when she had her camp thing at the Met Gala. She didn't call you first? No, she didn't go, Anna, what's your definition of camp? And I didn't go, well, Anna, do I like it? <laughs> camp. Um... 
So, Bourne and the assassin crash their cars. Bourne has the assassin at gunpoint, but he spares his life. He has no qualms with him. His fight is not with him. Mm-hmm. Then goes to the hospital where the Black Briar program is going on. Um, Any and things that happen at the hospital that are like a plot, immediately given the ick. <laughs> and... He confronts the doctor who ran the Treadstone Behavior Modification Program. Uh, remembers he was forced to volunteer for Treadstone. He had to kill a guy in cold blood for no reason, just because he was told to. What uh, the fuck? Why is the government so wild for this? <laughs> but, like, there's no clear villain again. What do you think? Uh, I think David Strathairn, the CIA guy you think the the cia is the villain okay i wasn't sure but i'm glad we had this chat continue on born it starts running away he runs up to the roof um as he's getting chased he gets confronted by the assassin who says why didn't you take the shot and then born says look at us look at what they made you give dying words of the professor from the first movie Did you realize that? No, but also my thought was, <laughs> look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. <laughs> um, and then the villain of the movie, Vosin, David Strathairn, pops the up, shoots at Bourne, who America. jumps. Th- yeah, the villain of the movie, <laughs> Joe Biden. Uh, Bourne jumps off of like 10 stories into the East River. And one thing I remember from when I was younger, I was watching, I think I was watching this on FX and they mm-hmm. would do FX at the movies where they would mm-hmm. have like commentary from the hosts. Classic. And one of the hosts said, you know, I don't think Jason Bourne could have survived that. If you did that in real life, it's like jumping onto concrete, jumping well, into water yeah. from that high. It's not going to, you're course. not going to survive that. But I don't care. It's a movie. Let us have fun. Yeah. Literally like... Maybe he made his body completely limp. <laughs> well, because well, you, you know, wanna you wanna burst you wanna break the water with like a small of part of you wanna dive in or like do your toes pointed first. Yeah, with your little hands. Like yeah. you don't want to just belly flop because think about like if you jump off of a diving board and you belly flop, how much that freaking hurts. But it doesn't hurt at all if you dive. You could snap your his neck could be snapped. Damn, you snatched that neck. Literally, his neck deceased. Boots the house down, mama. Um, So then, days passed. Nikki is watching a news broadcast about the exposure of Blackbriar. Everyone's been arrested. Criminal investigation into the guy who started it. All that jazz. Who David Webb slash Jason Bourne is. By the way, Jason Bourne's name is David Webb. Who cares? Um, Not as cool as Jason Bourne. No. But then... They say a body hasn't been found. Nikki smiles and Bourne, we see him swimming in the river. And then the song mm-hmm. plays. And that is the Bourne ultimatum. I guess the Bourne ultimato wasn't quite as bad as I remembered it being. Yeah, come on. You were just in a bad mood. You're, t- you're too just tired. Just now? I'm too tired. <laughs> I didn't like it the best. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen, but I no, like the first one the best. Yeah, the I get one, that. There was not enough hair washing in this movie. There's not enough hair washing in most movies. 
period. A single, not a single hair was washed. No, only dirtying. Literally, everybody's sweaty and gross. They don't need a shower. They don't need to get a little rinsy. Don't get a little rinsy. Folks, she's breathing. She's alive. (laughs) (laughs) That was me revving up the engines. Yeah, I I gave most of my thoughts about this before the movie because there's not really much that you can spoil about this. No, it's a lot of action. I mean, like, what are you going to... There's action in the movie. Watch out. Uh Uh-oh. No. Jason Bourne Mm. is coming home. No. I'm coming home. Coming Coming home. home. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I didn't really care about the whole middle part. It was well directed, well shot and everything. I think that mm-hmm. like hand-to-hand combat in the Tangiers chase fight, that that's really cool. The jumping mm-hmm. off the roof and the, the like fight in the bathroom is really cool. Very yeah. brutal. Yeah. Um for a PG-13 movie, but eh. I think There's the story no swearing or blood. That's true. Story might be a little lacking compared to the previous ones, but Yeah. It's good. I agree. I agree with you. I think the story isn't quite a, is not quite, is nowhere near as strong as mm-hmm. other ones. But for an action movie, it's an action movie. Like I it's guess it's a very well-made action movie. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're looking for a, if you want to see dudes fight, you could do worse than this. If you want to see dudes being dudes, well, hmm. I assume dudes being dudes involves two people enjoying spending time together. Two I dudes. Think so too. None of the dudes enjoy spending time with the other dudes in this movie. You're right. They all seem incredibly stressed. Yeah, it's all. It's it's a very not anti dude, but anti uh, anti friendship, anti relaxing movie. Nobody Ugh. nobody's gonna want to relax in this world. Simply couldn't be me. I always want to relax. <laughs> I want to just vibe, you know. You are on your couch right now. Yeah. You are laying up. down on your couch right now. Did I stutter <laughs> when I said I wanted to vibe? No, you also didn't stutter when you just went, legs up. Amen. They're on the couch. I'm laying out. I don't know what that TikTok sound is from, but you saying legs up just reminded me of whatever that gross TikTok sound of is, ass up, baby girl. <gasps> <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and I hate to admit it, but when I heard you say that, I pictured somebody talking to their toilet with a sponge. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I hate myself. Like I, I'm glad I'm not on like thirst talk. I'm on make fun of thirst talk. Yes, me too. That's where I want to be. I would have people doing that with like an oven mitt. Yes. And then they would smack their oven closed. Yes. Or like a spatula onto yeah. a burger. <laughs> um, I don't really have much trivia about this. The trivia is not all that interesting. Um, basically, they couldn't shut down a bunch of places. In the Tangier chase scene, those aren't extras. It was too, the crowd was too busy. They couldn't shut down Waterloo. So those That's aren't extras cool. either. Imagine just like doing your life. And all of a sudden, they're filming a Hollywood blockbuster. Right? That's pretty cool. It's as, almost as cool as the time I was getting custard, and I was served by Harry Connick Jr. Why? 
Why was he there? I don't know. He was at Leon's. He was doing something for his TV show, and <laughs> they were like, hey, here's your here's your ice cream or your custard. And I was like, okay, that's Harry Connick Jr. And they were like, yep, sign an NDA and a video release form. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. This wasn't allowed to talk about till it came out. So, Are you sure it's come out yet? It came out a long time ago. Okay. This is like 10 years ago. Sign this NDA, which lasts in perpetuity. You can never talk about this with anyone else. The NDA was because Harry Connick Jr. gave all of us a kiss on the lips when he handed us our custard. (laughs) Was he nervous? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Would this movie be better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Jason Bourne? That's Jason Bourne? Mm Mm-hmm. No room. I think he could play the... the, um, Journalist, you think, though. The, okay, the journalist. Sure, I could see that. Yeah, I, I think, think it he would could better be nervous. I don't. Okay, interesting. Nervous? Was he getting kiss people too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the journalist was really just looking for a, a set of lips to start smacking on. <laughs> Come on, Jason, your lips look really soft. <laughs> like that's like, like I would see that. Like pillows on your face. I would literally watch that so hard. Um, better was the same with Jimmy Stewart as. Vosen, I guess. Uh, mm. I think he could do a good job. I think he could slay. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember any of the quote, any of his quotes from this movie, so I can't do my bad Jimmy Stewart impression. <laughs> You're in my office. I don't know why it I get, think Jimmy every day Stewart. It gets closer and closer to Don Knotts. Oh, I was gonna say. Um, I always think of him sounding like Mrs. Fowl from Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, uh, N- Nikki, I need you to stay put and secure the premises. Well, backup will be arriving in approximately one hour. Mm. Do you copy? I copy, Jimmy. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ! It's Jason Bourne! Jason Bourne! <laughs> I love that. Good Lord in heaven! I never used the Lord's name in vain! Oh, that's, that's Jason Bourne. Don Knotts. That's Don Knotts. <laughs> Andy! That's Jason Bourne! <laughs> you cannot tell me anything else. I cannot hear anything. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Any other black and white actors that you want me to try I, my, my mouth at? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we're good. <laughs> on on a scale of one to mouth. five, Jesus Christ's, what do you give this? <laughs> um, I give it a two. Jesus Christ, that's so low. It's you know, it was my least favorite. I think that was a fair but just ruling. You always come at me for saying a two and a half. Whatever I say, a two and a half for a movie that I think is totally average. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, mm, this is a two. Yeah, because it wasn't my favorite. This is this is worse for you. Mm-hmm. Then now you see me too. Yes, I love now to see me. Now to see me. Mm-hmm. This is worse for you than Patch Adams. Oh, that was a pretty bad movie. I that forgot movie that we watched so that. Bad. It's I so bad. I I chose to forget. I probably should mention it in therapy. You know, it's important. Mm-hmm. My therapist would be like, "That explains so much." <laughs> I can actually put you in group therapy with other people who didn't understand Patch Adams and hated it. 
literally. Your therapist is a big Patch Adams apologist. Oh, no. It is Patch Adams. (laughs) You haven't noticed this whole time. Nope. Why do you have a clown? You've had a clown nose on this whole time? Yeah. Where have you been? (laughs) You are at the Gesundheit estate or whatever it's called. (laughs) That's it. It's called the Gesundheit. You got it. It's so Um, cringe. I I give it a four out of five. It's what I give the first movie. It's, not it's just as about good equivalent. As the first movie. The I first just movie, about... the hair washing scene is a five. The, the story in the first movie is better. Yes. The direction and acting and story. Not the story. The direction, acting, cinematography is better in this one. Hmm. I guess you and I are just never going to agree on this because nobody's hair got washed. No peace. <laughs> Release the bathing cut. I'm interested Hey HBO Max I'm getting nervous and I need lips (laughs) (laughs) Say less fam Uh, Any other notes to add about the Bourne series Or do you want to wrap this up Because we're not talking about the Bourne legacy Or Jason Bourne Because I don't want to I think I'm ready to wrap it up, Dan. Bring it home. Great. That is it for this week's episode of In Conclusion. If you want to find us on social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter at and In Conclusion on Instagram at In Conclusion Podcast, Patreon.com slash In Conclusion. I am on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe86 and on TikTok at Not Dan O'Keefe. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Anonymous Prime 818 or you can find me on Twitter. Uh, and Autobots roll out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll in the O and roll in the O and out our zeros. You can also follow my dog on Instagram at JesterThePup1017. I'm trying to get her brand deals. It's going okay. You can find me on Twitter. I needed to swallow really bad. My mouth had a lot of spit in it. I, we don't need this. We can. <laughs> I wanted to just give everyone the ick really quick. <laughs> Uh, next week, we are going to be watching the new movie Ghosted with mm-hmm. Ana de Armas and Chris Evans. It's going to be a thirst fest. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Bring your water bottles. Bring your towels. Mm-hmm. In the meantime. Okay. In the meantime, everybody stay safe and have fun. Bye-bye. Bye. let him keep his tongue out because you know he's had to watch me hubba hubba a few times a creative land podcast